0: Hey, border fuel listeners before we start the show i wanted to tell you why we chose to host border fuel podcast on anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free two there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer three anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Lastly, download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Thanks for listening to the Border Fuel Podcast. Now, let's start the show.
1: What is going on everybody? You are back on Ballin' Over Beers. I am Justin Dupengeiser. I am joined, as always, by my guys A.K. Howe and James Fitch. James, how you doing brother?
0: You got the name right this week.
1: I, can you? It's literally, I'm like 0 for every other week I've been over. for. I've missed it and I finally get it.
0: I'm doing good, man. Uh, I almost jinxed this last week. I got too cocky with the, the COVID scares, so I'm not going to say anything this week. I'm just hopeful that we get some games in this week and weekend.
1: Absolutely. AK, what's going on, dude?
0: Oh, not much. Just another night having a
2: beer and talking football.
1: Absolutely love it. So this is where this is how we're going to start the show. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing and what I've been fighting with for the last two hours. So bought a brand new 55-inch TV. TCL 6 Series, nice, love it, beautiful, watch all the sports on it, yeah, love it, so obviously had to buy the stand with it, of course, you know, can't just have like an old stand with a a nice new TV or whatever, so go to Best Buy, buy the stand, come, you know, get it, it wasn't in stock or whatever, because apparently everybody's buying TV stands, so they got delivered, actually got shipped in like a day, which was nice, so came here today, Started putting it together. Wasn't fitting together. So I had to take a break because I was gonna burn it. I was gonna smash it with a hammer and burn it outside. So I had to wait a minute. So started doing it again to get to like where we're like the last pieces. And sure enough, it is missing a piece. So we had then we had to spend time on the phone calling the places, calling Best Buy, calling the manufacturer to see if we can get a piece ordered. Couldn't do that, and we we're gonna have to actually drive all the way back to Best Buy with the thing, exchange it to get a brand new one when it's missing one little piece. So fun. I, I, that I terrible It's terrible. I told I told my wife, I'm never gonna order another piece of furniture where where it's not pre assembled for me. It's just it's the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. It's infuriating. I hate putting
0: stuff together. It's, Usually the instruction manuals are terrible.
1: Yeah, they're like, hey, put this piece of wood here and make sure that hole is pointed out and there's 14, 14 spaces and 14 holes so that you can put screws in. It's like, that doesn't do anything for me. But that's how my night's going. So I'm I'm happy to be here talking some football. And we're going to start um, and we're going to recap and talk a little bit about week five, any takeaways we might have. And I, th- I think the, the big thing that I want to start with is kind of twofold. One, we got to watch Alex Smith come back from his absolutely horrendous leg injury and he actually got in the game this past week which was just outstanding to see and personally I was like holding my breath (laughs) you know when he was first in there and I'm sure his his wife and kids were probably thinking the same thing Eric Donald jumped on his back I was like oh my god his leg's gonna snap again but then on the other side of that we had to watch a you know a gruesome and horrific injury um from Dak Prescott who You know, compound fracture and dislocation of the um, ankle—just not not great. And obviously, with the contract situation, you just—you got to feel for the guy. And it's something where all these conversations always come up in the off season. Is like, well, you know, everybody gets so mad. Oh, players shouldn't sit out. They make so much money. Blah blah blah. Well, this is this is why they have to, right? They have to protect themselves from injury.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's it was just one of those ones where you kind of feel for the guy right like he's he's just a good dude he's he's a good player and to see that i think a lot of people were disappointed that uh, that it happened
1: and on the other side of that just like you think about the kind of season he was having he was setting up where he was potentially going to be breaking some records um he had just like 1,600-plus passing yards or something crazy already, and he was playing well in that game. And then now we have the Cowboys' um, Andy Dalton stepping in from them. And AK, you're obviously familiar with him from his days with Cincinnati. Do you, there's obviously going to be um, a little bit of a fall-off. Dalton's not the, the caliber quarterback that Prescott is, but that NFC East division is trash. Do you think it's something... Where Dalton could lead them to a conference victory, AK, and, and get them in the playoffs?
2: I think Andy Dalton's the best quarterback in third division right now. I mean, I'll take him over Daniel Jones, whoever the Redskins, or the football team, decides to throw back there, and even really Carson Wentz right now. Um, Andy Dalton's, uh probably was the best backup in the league, maybe him or Jameis, but I'll take Dalton over him and with a Week 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 conference or division. I don't see why the Cowboys still can't make it.
0: Yeah, he can put up numbers. I mean, he's he's not Dak, but with that offense, like he should be able to come right in and you know perform. I think.
1: Yeah, I think he should be fine too. He and that's the, I think the key that is the what you just said. He's got pieces around him. Like he still has Zeke and Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and even Dalton Schultz, who's Proved to be pretty pretty valuable here in the last few um, games, so I think he should be able to step in. And they, like you said, that division is so bad; they they might be able to to win that regardless. You know, which but still, you feel for Dak, and hopefully he heals up and he comes back better than ever and and, and gets his contract and gets his money. You know, that's you. It's almost it reminded me almost of like a Drew Brees situation from years ago when he uh, was going into contract here and separated his shoulder there, and but ended up getting you know going to New Orleans and getting his, his contract and his the rest they would say is his history. So, But um, let's keep moving on here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. So the other thing I want to talk about, we had no Thursday night game this week. So obviously because of all the COVID stuff, the Bills and the Titans actually played last night and that bumped the Chiefs-Bills game to Monday night um, this coming week. James, did you like the Tuesday night format? Not really. No, I'm...
0: You know, it's nice having football on Sunday and Monday. Come Tuesday and Wednesday, it's nice to get a little bit of a break. It's nice to look forward to something on Thursday and then, you know, kind of roll into Sunday. So uh, I think the preference would be if they've got to do something like that I, they're they're doing the second monday night game um i'd prefer that over a tuesday night game i, I don't like that they're doing it at uh, 5 p.m eastern time i think that's a little strange i think the uh, the other week where they did like a seven and like a quarter to nine or nine uh, worked out well uh, i'd prefer that over tuesday
1: yeah, the five o'clock thing is weird to me too because like half the country could still be like working or just coming home from work. So yeah. I, I, I don't get that. I don't get that time at all. Um, A.K. Do you do you like the? Did you like the Tuesday night? Do you think that the the double header on Mondays is the way to go, or what? What do you think about that?
2: I love the double headers on Monday night. It gives you know from seven. Start the first game at seven. By the time that game's wrapping up, you're already getting to the meat of the second game. You can get rid of them stupid one o'clock games that we have every week when there's eight of them, it seems like. and. Move one of those every week, starting next year, and have a double header every Monday. It would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I like the I like the double header on Monday too, and I actually I think that I would even prefer if they did a double header Monday and no Thursday night game. I just think this year the Thursday night games haven't been terrible. Um, and by Thursday, usually I'm kind of itching for some football, but I, I think that you give the players extra rest, and you're just you get better quality football. Generally speaking, when you have that, so I would I would say even get rid of the, the Thursday night game and do the double headers on Monday. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what the uh, NFL does because you know they're just trying to get in front of you as much as they possibly can and make that money. So um, we'll see what they do with that, really. But keep moving on. Next thing, let's talk about the one of the big happenings today in the NFL, and that was Le'Veon Bell getting released from the New York Jets. Um, it was something that they had talked about, teams looking to possibly trade for him, or the Jets were trying to ship him off. It Obviously, there was no market for him um, in the trade sense. I'm sure that Peter Schrager just actually tweeted out that um, there's teams talking to him and calling him, so he's got suitors now in free agency. And When you look at the odds of where Bell could land up, The Chicago Bears are the the favorite. They're plus 400. Steelers plus 600. Chiefs plus 650. Browns plus 700. Bucks 750. Titans plus 800. And then some teams down the list there as you keep going on. James, to me, I don't understand the Steelers being the second favorite. To me, it seems like that, that bridge has been burned and we've already gone by there. And I said before the odds even came out, I thought Chicago made a lot of sense. Are you seeing kind of the same thing with Chicago or do you like him somewhere else?
0: Yeah, Chicago definitely makes sense to me. I'm trying to remember the timing um, because they were connected to Fournette, uh, which, so so that would have been uh, the beginning of the season before Cohen got injured. Uh, and the only reason I bring that up is they were pretty quick to say, we have no interest in Fournette. So initially I, I didn't know what their appetite would be, uh, but since Cohen went down, I think Bell could step in as kind of that receiving back. Um I was going to say the Steelers, it's weird because I I think there was conversation about moving Bell last year too, and I want to say the Steelers were connected with him last year, so I'm not entirely confident that that bridge has been burned. Uh, It would not surprise me from that perspective if he went back. I just think that they're probably very content with Connor and Snell and uh, Samuels. I, I know they've got a few capable guys there, so that would surprise me the Chiefs, uh, you can probably speak more on them than I can. I, I think that'd be a little surprising. One team I'm surprised that's really far down would be the Giants. Uh, I know it's another New York team, but I mean, who do they have? Freeman, uh, Gallman. I, I just don't know. Like, what? What? Bell is Bell going to be signing a new contract here, or is he just kind of riding out what he has?
1: Yeah, that's. I don't know what it, his contract because I know he's gonna get paid six million bucks from the Jets, so he might be able to go somewhere.
0: The Giants have nobody. I just if he's looking for something long term, it doesn't make sense with with Saquon there. But if it's strictly for like rest of the season and see what happens, um, just I guess I'm surprised to see them so far down the list.
1: Yeah, I get that. Ak, what are you thinking? Is there anybody that you like for for Bell?
0: Bears
2: make the most sense. A uh, team that no one's really talking about would be the Arizona Cardinals. Though because Drake really hasn't played that well, and I could see him kind of fitting in that offense, but it's, I think it's gonna just come down to whoever offers Bell the most money. Um, now talking about the Steelers, who knows if him and AB had a toxic relationship and they decided to part ways with Bell and kind of keep AB now since he's gone, maybe they can bring Bell back in, maybe those two just didn't get along.
1: That that's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that with the whole Antonio Brown um dilemma there. Uh that that I, I don't know. I I don't I still just I don't know if they he would be able to. That's like going back to your ox after so many years after just having a horrible breakup. I don't know. Just doesn't make sense. Um but sometimes I, it's worth it. <laughs> sometimes. I I guess if the money's right, if the money's right, I, I guess anything's worth it. I just you wonder too if it would be something where for him what would make a lot of sense would be let's find a team that is ready to compete right now that can get me on a one year rental that would use me that can showcase my skills that I could get a contract like a big contract after this year. Cause he's still going to make 6 million from the jets. Even if you make, you know, two million three million this year from another team, you're still almost at the 10 million mark. And then you're showcasing your skills and you're getting potentially a ring
2: right but those teams are limited though most of the teams that are competing for a championship already have a running back
1: sure i I agree with that I mean I right now I'm you know I'm obviously I've mentioned I'm a chiefs fan, so I'm following kind of everything because everybody's everybody's kind of been going crazy with it back and forth and then there was right, rumors that his wife or somebody was in Kansas City shopping for apartments, and it was somebody knew somebody that was showing her around with the apartments, and then it was that Veach had been connected to him in the off season before. So I don't know. To me personally, I don't think it makes a lot of sense in Kansas City. They drafted Claude Edwards-Hilaire to be the guy there. Um, right now he's, you know, I guess if you wanted to bring Bell in for a third down back, he was obviously better than Daryl Williams, who they are using now. Um, with that he's a good pass blocker and a, and a good pass catcher so I guess that would make sense but it would have to be on a very very cheap deal it's not something that they can go and spend a lot of money on where they've already spent so much money and they have other needs that they're gonna have to address in this off season, you know so I guess it depends on on the cap there but it'll be interesting to see
2: City, if he wants the ring chase Kansas City's the place to go if he wants some if he wants money and a chance for a long-term deal, Kansas City's the last place I would go.
1: Right, exactly. No, that makes that makes sense. I it just I and then the one team we really didn't talk about who who knows you could obviously see it is the Patriots, right? I mean, obviously, Damien Harris just came off IR and looks good, but Sony Michelle's hurt. James White is a good third down back. They have Rex Burkhead, so their backfield is loaded. But it would be like a, definitely a Belichick move to bring in Bell, team a month with Cam Newton. They want to run the ball. They want to play, you know, they want to do all this zone read stuff with Cam Newton and run the ball with him. So that would be pretty interesting to see if that they would kick the tires on him for a season. And I I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know if Newton and Bell have any sort of relationship or anything like that before this. So if they did, that could obviously play a part in it too. So be interesting to see. And I now, James, when you think about value as far as fantasy for him do you think that it really is team dependent where he goes or is he just kind of we've seen bell's best days are behind him because that could definitely be it because he hasn't been great the past few years
0: yeah i i don't know that there's a, a team where he could go that i'd be like super 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 excited i, I guess it can't get any different it can't get any worse than his situation in New
1: in York. what you can't get worse than adam Gase?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um I, I, I wouldn't be. I don't know. I, he just
1: doesn't excite me. Yeah, that's kind of I am too. He's not. He's not doing it for me. But any other news or headlines we got to cover here? I think we about touched on all of them. So why don't we keep moving uh, on and we'll we'll recap our four packs and James? Why don't we start right with you?
0: yeah so i am mr consistent two and two for the third week in a row um bringing me to six and six overall um two wins coming with uh the browns and the panthers i had a lot on them uh this weekend and they both pulled it out uh so very happy about that um losses came with the Bengals. um I, I figured Baltimore would win that game easily, but I thought the Bengals would have a chance to backdoor that. Turns out they were more interested in just kicking like field goals to not get shut out at the end of the game. Yep. Um, and
1: then uh, Tampa Bay, minus, minus, uh, minus five, I, I thought they'd win by at least a
0: touchdown. And they started off really good, but they got complacent and just wanted to kick field goals, which is going to come back and bite you uh, in the NFL. And So that was my second loss there.
1: Yeah, and I out that we'll roll right into mind with that because I also had the box and that game was just how frustrating was that to watch? That was just so it was brutal as every time they'd get down there and they just kick a field goal. It's like, dude, eventually you're, you need to you need to go score a touchdown. Like field goals don't win games in the NFL these days. Like you you had to know that. And then their defense that had been playing kind of lights out just all of a sudden they looked great for a quarter, you know, quarter and a half maybe, and then Nick Foles started like. Completing passes and like looking decent, and I knew it was over at that point, but that was one my one loss. I went three and one um seven and five on the year. I also had the Browns like them a lot, and then I had Steelers over the Eagles, so that was a that was a pretty close one that was uh definitely sweating that one right down to the end um and then my, yeah exactly, and then my cardinals, my cardinals pulled it off for me they got it done, it took the jets, but it, they got it done for me. Um, we're going back there again. Oh, I think I am too. I think I'm with you on that. But, uh, AK, why don't you recap yours for us?
2: Well, I only had a three-pack since they decided to cancel the Patriots game, but I ended up going one two because the Bengals just played like absolute trash. Joe Burrow looked like a rookie for the first time this year. I mean, they were moving the ball okay, then just costly mistakes. And I mean, when they kicked the field goal, it was out of reach anyways, but Without them scoring any points, I didn't even get the cover for the over in there. But I did hit the Pittsburgh game. So got 1-2 on the week, and it brings me to 5-5-1 five, five now.
1: Very nice, very nice. All right, so let's talk about this week then. This week, the Seahawks, Chargers, Raiders, and Saints are all on a bye. Um, we kind of mentioned already, no Thursday night game, two Monday night games. Chiefs-Bills on at 5 o'clock, and that is the one game that we are going to start at right now. The Chiefs are four-point favorites, and the over-under is 57.5 points. James, we just watched the Bills lay a complete egg on Tuesday night against, um, I can't even think, now the Titans against the Titans, so what are we thinking? Chiefs also played terrible against the Raiders. So,
0: Yeah, rec- recency bias here. Uh, the Bills looked horrible last night, just in all facets of the game. Um, so I, 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 you know, Bills fan, I've said it before, I will bet against the Chiefs. Uh, I don't have the Chiefs in my four-pack, but uh, we will po- probably place a wager on that side. I just think the Chiefs offense will be too much
1: for this Bills defense that has been uh,
0: underwhelming, uh, to put it nicely. Um, they had some key injuries, Milano and, and Trey White, uh, out of the game last night, and their status for Monday night's game is uncertain. So I'm going to keep an eye on that before playing anything officially. But I, I do think the Chiefs uh, should win by at least a, a possession in, in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm on that Chiefs side with you as well. AK, is this a game, are you looking on the Chiefs side? Are you on the Bills side? Are you on something else for this game, or is it a stay away?
2: I'm on the Chiefs' side in this, but uh, I think last night's Bills game made me realize how much I hate the state of New York and not being able to bet online. Because before the Bills game, um, there were some books that were having the Chiefs plus 3.5, and and then as soon as the Bills just looked absolutely atrocious, the line completely flipped. Now it's Kansas City minus 3.5. So you've got a whole touchdown swing just because of how bad the Bills looked last night. So thanks. Cuomo for not running
1: off the <laughs> bet online. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that I think that we're all on kind of the same page here. And I think it's just uh my biggest thing is is just the Mahomes factor. He's not gonna come out and allow the Chiefs to to lose two games in a row it was the first time in his career that they've lost by more than seven points and it was eight so and even like everybody this week has been like kind of clamoring and saying that um you know the offense didn't play great and Mahomes didn't look great or whatever and they still scored 32 points and he threw for 340 and threw multiple touchdowns and ran one in and threw for a two-point conversion and threw some just insane type passes, so I think that everybody's getting a little bit spoiled in uh, Chiefs' kingdom watching him play, and he's just, he just, he's a, I've said this on a different pod that I do covering the Chiefs, he's, he's, the dude's a killer. He's the Michael Jordan of our era in football. He finds things to motivate him, and he uses that, and he, he doesn't, he just doesn't play two games in a row, and he won't let them lose two games in a row is my thing, my thinking behind it, but, um, Moving on from that game, there's another big game and another big matchup, and it's in the NFC this time, and that is the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the Packers are favored by one, and the over/under is 54 points. A.K. Is this a game that you know we just watched the Bucks lose? Um, we just talked about that to the Bears, and the Packers have looked hot. Is this a game that you can go Bucks? I mean, that one point spread, I I would have thought it would have been a little bit more than that. Are you looking at this game at all?
2: I love the Packers in this. I think the Packers are top two or three team in the NFL right now in Tampa Bay. I've been betting them all year, but they're inconsistent, and I just don't think that they can hang with Aaron Rodgers this week, especially if Devontae Adams is back.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. The Packers are one of the best probably two or three teams in the NFL right now. James, are you looking at that same thing, or what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, this this line is weird. It, it almost makes me nervous. Like it almost seems too obvious. Yeah, that's what I was
1: thinking too. That they really kind of freaks you out, right?
0: Yeah, it it uh, it was two and a half. Like I don't know, four or five hours ago, and it's been bet down to one. They actually, it's weird because the uh, on draft the DraftKings sports book it's uh, minus one ten for minus one, and the money lines minus one hundred nine. So. I feel like it, it makes more sense to go money line there, right? If they win by one, you win the bet. Um, if if you take the actual spread, you're just going to push there. So there's, I guess, a small amount of value on just taking the money line right now, but that that'll probably change.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I I kind of I kind of like the over on the on the 54 too. I it, it's something Vitavea got hurt, broke his ankle, he's out for the year. That could allow for the Packers. Now, obviously, Rodgers has been just lights out, but Lafleur wants to run that football, and without Vita Bay in the middle, I mean, that is a huge loss for them. He really controls the inside, and that's Levante David and stuff be able to run, run or run free and make tackles and stuff. So Aaron Jones could be in for a big game, and I think that that could cause you know for a lot of points and the Bucks being having to throw the ball. Um, you know, hopefully Brady understands that you do get four downs, and which down is the fourth down. To try to, you know, if if the game comes down to it again, unlike uh, he did against the Bears, where he apparently didn't know what down it was. But um, I, I kind of like the over the fifty-four on that one as well. So next game, yeah, they're
0: getting they're getting uh, some both teams getting their some of their top receivers back. I, I would
1: expect Godwin to be back and, and Demonte Adams back as well. Yeah, which, which I think injured, helps, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, another big matchup in the NFC is the the Rams and the 49ers. And it's an NFC West matchup now. The, the 49ers just looked absolutely terrible against the Dolphins. The, you know, they've had a lot of injuries. Um, the Rams are three-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under is 51 you know, to me, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is as bad as he played in that last game. He was coming off that ankle injury. He obviously looked rusty, couldn't throw it, Kyle Shanahan pulled him. Um, I don't know. AK you lean in any way in this game?
2: No, I'm kinda of staying away from that game. I mean I'm excited to watch it. I love watching Aaron Donald. But betting wise I just don't one way or another is not really tickling my fancy anywhere.
1: James, what about you? <laughs>
0: Pickling his fancy, he says. The- <laughs> um, I, I lean towards San Francisco on this one. Uh, I just divisional game. I, I think San Francisco, much like Buffalo, this past week just played like the worst game of the season. And you're just going to have those games, unfortunately. Um, the Rams have traveled so much. Like, I think they've been on the East Coast at least three times now, and they're, they're back. And I know this travel isn't very far comparatively. But at some point that's just gotta worry in you as a team. So I could see this being kind of a flat spot for them. So if if I had to place a wager on this game, give me the points, three and a half. I don't
1: I don't hate that. I just I don't know if I just don't know if the Rams are just like a better if they're just better. You know what I mean? Like the Rams, yeah. they're they're a team. I look at if you don't follow uh, Ben Baldwin on Twitter, he's a very good follow. Um, he's very analytical. He's got he puts up a ton of different stats and stuff. And he posted out the NFL tiers this week as far as e- offensive uh, EPA per play and then defensive EPA per play. And the Rams are like one of the best teams in the NFL as as far as both of those are concerned. So it makes it. And
0: they and have a game like they did against the Giants, and it's just like, what? Right. What, what is this team?
1: Right, and I think, so. you know, if Jared Goff is playing decent, I think McVay is going to put them in spots to win. If he comes out and Jared Goff, you know, looks like the horrible Jared Goff, which he does sometimes, then obviously they, they are not going to be as good. And I want to throw this, here's a question for you, because this is something I've been, because trade deadline is coming up, and here's one of the thoughts I had. Sam Darnold to the 49ers. A.K., who says no?
2: I don't think the 49ers do it. I don't think Jimmy G's as bad as this week showed. If you look at his all his games last year, I mean, he played good last year. I don't think Sam Darnold's worth the risk, unless I guess you can get him for maybe a third or fourth. But I just don't see that trade happening.
1: James? Are you
0: implying a swap of quarterbacks?
1: Nope, nope, not a swap. Just let's say whatever. They offer him a second or first, even.
0: I don't, I, don't, I mean, the Jets would do that in hopes that they get the, the the number one overall pick, right? Which is not a guarantee at this point because there are two other teams that don't have wins, I think, maybe more. I don't know. It's risky.
1: It's, it is risky, but I, man. I just think of like the profile like that what like Shanahan would be able to do because he's never really had an athletic quarterback even like you know he was with the Falcons and Matt Ryan and stuff and made Matt Ryan amazing but he loves running those bootlegs and stuff like that off of that wide zone action and Darnold can get out of the pocket and his best ability is really throwing down the run so I don't know if the Jets wanted to go full tank mode full tank mode The potential to get the 49ers pick, the potential to get, you know, the first overall with them. Like you said, the Giants and somebody else are still defeated. I can't think of who. Well, I
2: think the Jets' ownership is going full tank mode. I mean, they traded away Dow and kept Adam Gase, so
1: that tells you they don't want to win. That is is a good call, because, yeah, you keep Adam Gase, that's just not good, but... Alright, just a thought. We'll see. I mean obviously trade trade deadline's gonna be I think we're twenty days out right now for the trade deadline, I think I saw. So we'll see. We'll we'll have some more trade proposals, I'm sure. Like the Evan Ingram to the Bills is another one I was thinking, but I would love it. I know. If the Bills need it. Dawson Knox, man, he can't catch the football for them right now. He's not good. No, <laughs> he drops a lot of passes. Um Alright, let's do the four packs for this week. AK, why don't you kick us off for that?
2: So my four-pack, I'm going with a double dip in the Kansas City-Buffalo game. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus three-and-a-half, and and I'm taking the Chiefs team over for 30-and-a-half. Kind of seeing what Buffalo's defense has done the last couple weeks. The teams, um, well, not done, I should say, to teams on playing defense, especially if Trey Wright's not playing. Uh, Josh Norman is a terrible, and I think Kelsey will just eat him up over the middle. So high-scoring game for the Chiefs there. I talked about earlier, I love the Packers, minus one. It does seem like a weird line, but sometimes you just gotta hammer those games you think are gimmies. And then I got Pittsburgh, minus three and a half. I'm all in on Pittsburgh this year. I think, like I said with the Packers, they're a top three team. So, I'm actually betting my top three teams right now with Packers, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City, so... Give me good quarterbacks on good teams, and I'll bet that
1: every week. That's usually the smart way to go. Just bet good football teams I have good quarterbacks. You probably end up winning more times than not than that, and then or you just do what I do. Just get cute and overthink it, and then just make dumb picks, like picking the Cardinals <laughs> the first two weeks. So there is that also. But uh, James, why don't you go with yours? Yep, I am going to be
0: on the Steelers as well. You can get the mat minus. I would assume you would like that AK over three and a half I I hate laying three and a half I've been screwed over so many times doing that so um, I just I think Mayfield's more injured than they want to really come out and say I think they thought it was a rib injury and I've heard he's got a similar injury to Sam Darnold Uh, probably not something he wants to talk about publicly going into playing the Steelers and you know a big division rivalry like that I'm sure he's going to want to be out there but it's going to be interesting to see uh, how limited he may be and I just think this is uh, a spot where I, I think the Browns have been playing well uh, they're kind of high and I think this is kind of a comeback down to earth game for them Steelers only having to cover three I, I like that um, I'm going to be on the Packers minus one as well we kind of talked about that uh, I do like the Bears plus one and a half over the Panthers again the Panthers have been uh, pretty hot the last three games um, but Chicago is a 4 and one team that's an underdog in, in this situation, so I just like them in that spot. I, I like them with the points, and um, we'll probably take them on the money line as well. I, I just think their, their defense is really good. I think Foles in the second half against Tampa Bay started putting the, putting the offense back together, so uh, I like them to kind of continue um, staying hot there, and then I like the Cardinals minus two over Dallas. Dallas did make the switch, or, or I guess I should say they were forced to make the switch to Dalton, Um, Their backup quarterback, I I think their offense is going to be good there, but their defense is still really bad. We've seen Kyler be able to move the ball um, and to be able to uh, get them at a minus two and and only need to win by a field goal. Uh, I think that's very appealing, so I'll take the cards minus two.
1: Very nice. Yeah, there's two two interesting things I kind of want to touch on. One, I, I would be willing, and I've already put money on the Browns here against you, James, this year. Um, so maybe I'll give A.K. the opportunity this year if he wants it. If, but this is all. Per, it all depends on whether Mayfield. If, if Mayfield's healthy, I like the Browns in that game actually. So um, depending on uh, what uh, we find out on the injury report there. I might be getting a text um, from me, AK, maybe 1130 on Sunday morning about this this Pittsburgh and Cleveland game, if you're interested.
2: Oh, I'm always interested.
1: Okay, very nice. We'll talk about that. And then the other thing I wanted to say, that is almost like the Packers line was kind of weird and you, makes you pause. Like, that Bears line, I looked at that, and I, I, thought, it was, I thought I looked at it wrong at first. Like, how, how were the Panthers favored over them?
0: Yeah, and they just lost. It was two and a half, so it's it's come down a point. I saw the Panthers just lost a a defensive tackle. I forget his name. I I don't really follow them closely, but I think Montgomery's going to have a big game uh, in this one. Um, The Panthers' defense has been surprised. The whole team, I should say, has been surprisingly good. They
1: really have been surprising
0: their offense is so simple i mean they've got two wide receivers they've got mike davis and teddy bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over so they have that going for them but i just think the bears are the better team overall plus they're getting points so uh i'll take it
1: yeah that yeah that was definitely interesting i thought that was very weird too but um so my four pack i am also on the chiefs over the bills like AK had mentioned and his, I am also on the Packers side over the Bucks, um, with you guys both and that one. I'm also going to be on the Cardinals, going back to my Cardinals, baby, going back to the Cardinals over the Cowboys, um, with you on that one, James. And then the only other one that's different from, um, you guys, I'm actually going to go over the 54 and a half in the Atlanta, Minnesota game, um. It's a game where I don't think either defense is very good, but there are very good pieces of offense on both sides of the ball. Uh, the the Vikings have Kirk Cousins, who has looked better in the past few weeks, with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Obviously, Delvin Cook is banged up, but I don't think that they're going to skip a beat with Alexander Madison in there. He you know stepped in and had over twenty you know I think it was actually exactly twenty carries for for one hundred twelve yards, um, three catches. And then, you know, obviously on the Atlanta side, you still have, you know, Julio, and if he's healthy, Kelvin Ridley, Todd Gurley looks much better than he has in the past few years, so... I like that game to kind of shoot out, um, shoot out a little bit. So we'll see kind of what happens there. But I definitely like that, and then that'll kind of put us in a nice little segue here to our DFS portion of the show. And we'll start right there. I think I'm going to target that Minnesota Atlanta game for all those reasons that I just said. Um, the nice, the best thing about that Minnesota team is that it's just you know where the ball is going it's so concentrated it's cousin steel and jefferson you know you can play alexander madison and then if you want to kind of take a flyer herb smith jr is the dead man at 2500 for the tight ends um this week and obviously you can run it back with a ridley or somebody like that but that that i think that game is going to be one of my uh, more favorite stacks of the week And then one of my other favorite stacks of the week is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Um, I guess the Jets. The Jets are terrible. Um, But they do have a decent run defense. So I'm going to look to get Fitzpatrick in there. And he's only $5,900 on DraftKings, which... That's such a very favorable price because you're allowed to, you're going to be able to stack dudes up with him. You know, Devontae Parker is obviously very good. You can stack them with him. I think he's in the only $6,300. Um, there's Mike Gasecki, who hasn't produced too much this year. He went a couple weeks where he's kind of disappeared. But Isaiah Ford is a kind of a sneaky option. Ford has kind of stepped in and and taken a lot of uh, catches away from Preston Williams who I thought would be the guy. Now last week he only had two targets but he's $3,500 so you might be able to get him on the cheap as a flyer and then Miles Gaskin is a running back who apparently is just getting all the workload for the Dolphins. 16 carries last week, five targets last week so he's getting some of that, those receptions, which is huge for your running backs, obviously. But those are kind of two of the stacks I'm I'm kind of leaning towards at this at this moment. And then you know maybe the other big one would be Arizona because we just talked about that, how the, the Cowboys defense has been um, terrible, but they're on the Monday night sl- slate, so that would be for a showdown um, if you're looking to do anything like that. A.K. Are you looking towards any stacks or maybe some of your favorite plays for DK this week?
2: I'm actually kind of in the Detroit-Jacksonville game. I like Stafford and uh, Galladay stack. Um, Galladay, I think, is underpriced. Surprisingly, he's still in the low 6,000s. I think he's a top-ten receiver in the NFL, so him and Stafford together versus a bad Jacksonville defense is a very intriguing play (coughs) for me that I don't think a lot of people will be in on. Other than that, I'm kind of with the same page with you with the Dolphins game. I like Parker, and I like Gaskins a lot this week. Um, uh, I like T. Higgins again for the like 50th week in a row. I think his value or his Homer. targets is <laughs> perfect. And then a little sleeper tight end. Austin Hooper last week finally started getting some targets from Baker, and I think... If he can get those targets again for thirty nine hundred dollars. He's a nice cheap play at the tight end position.
1: Yeah, I like that, and I actually kind of like that Detroit uh, Jacksonville game too. But I think I'm, I like it on the other side of it. Um, I like the Minshew side of it. But that game totals fifty four and a half points. So you're getting they're Vegas is expecting the shootout, so I don't mind that. And if you get if you go on the other side of it, you have Minshew. Was at 6,400 and Mitchell isn't running as much as I would have liked him to. You know, in the past, you know, he usually ran quite a bit. Last week he had four carries, but only for 18 yards. So he usually provides a little bit of a rushing upside, but he hasn't as much as in these weeks has passed. But um, probably my favorite play on the entire slate is is Mike Davis at running back for the Panthers. He is just catching so many passes. It's absolutely ridiculous. He is coming in at $7,000, and I think that he's just an absolute smash play. He had 10 targets last week. He had 10 targets and 9 catches for 60 yards and a touchdown and 16 carries for 89 yards rushing, which is...
0: It's going to be weird to see what happens when McCaffrey comes back. I honestly think... It's McCaffrey, right? Like, yeah. For Mike Davis, it's it's gotta be like, thanks for your service, but yeah, you're on the bench now. Like, how can you cut into McCaffrey's touches?
1: You, yeah. There's no way. I think that it's just, hey, great job. You did what we wanted you to do when McCaffrey was gone. But I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey, dude. The dude is the dude is an all star. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL, if not the best. And I think that we'll see him go right into his his old role. But man. Davis, he, he's he might
2: do a little less, though. They might do, like, maybe one, every third series or something. Could Keep be. Keep Davis out there, you know, just to for long-term effects for McCaffrey. Instead of giving him could 400 be. touches a year, you might be able to <laughs> limit him 50, 60 touches on the year. That's great for a running back long-term.
1: Yeah, especially considering they just gave him that contract, too. You're going to want him to stick around. I mean, right. you know. But yeah, Mike Davis is probably my smash play of the week. I, I I might lock button him, and the other one I might lock button is Alexander Madison. We just talked about him against the Falcons. Like they're two backup running backs, and but they're two guys that step in and they're gonna get all the. They just get, they get all the volume. They get all the touches out of the backfield for those teams, and they're in great spots. Madison against the Falcons. And then, you know, even Chicago's defense is good. But if they're going to just continue to target Davis, like Teddy Bridgewater loves, obviously, to throw those short underneath passes. If they keep giving him the targets that he is, like I heard some stat today that Mike Davis is on pace to catch, like, a, if you like put his numbers out through 16 games, he's on pace to catch 156 passes this year. That's absurd. That's, a lot. <laughs> That's absurd. That's absurd for a running back. But, How many did uh, Michael
2: Thomas have last year?
1: I don't even remember. forty
2: eight or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's so, sure. right. How nuts is that? But um, yeah. if you if you're kind of when you look at those two guys and in in, as far as season long, I mean you're obviously not going to be able to pick Mike Davis or Alexander Madison off of waivers or anything. You just have to have hope that you drafted them as a handcuff or drafted them hoping that you know whoever had them got hurt and now you can plug them into your starting lineup um you know we already kind of touched on the Andy Dalton or Dak situation as well but AK do you think that if you're in a like need of a quarterback that Dalton could be a quarterback that you have as a streaming option this week to pick up
2: I would definitely pick up Andy Dalton I mean we talked about it a little bit earlier that offense just has so many weapons and even when Andy Dalton was on the Bengals he had he put up a Good numbers. Nothing never great, but I think he has the best offense of his career right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if he averages 250 yards and two touchdowns a week for you.
1: Yeah, I don't think that um, he's a bad option if you are in need of, you know, if you're a streaming quarterback um, type player or whatever. Um, James, are you thinking of anybody out there that you might be looking to pick up off of waivers or any buyer buy buy low or sell high type options as far as season long is concerned right now.
0: I I do think there are leagues out there that probably do have Madison on the, uh, on the waivers. So uh, if you're in one of those leagues, he's definitely the the go-to play this week. Um, We heard that uh, Melvin Gordon reportedly uh, got a DWI um, so I think Philip Lindsay is possibly a play there. I guess monitor that situation. But I think uh, Philip Lindsay's is worth a, at least a shot at a rostering on your bench in case Gordon is pun- punished by the team or the NFL. Uh, the NFL is a little bit slow on that stuff, so I don't know if that would happen right away. But um, the team may elect to keep him out. So I think Philip Lindsay's a, a player to look at uh, for running backs. Um at wide receiver, uh, a couple of guys that had, been, had a big games this past week would be full them for the Eagles, although it, it does seem like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are trending uh, to, to be heading in the right direction to come back. Um, so that may kind of limit any future targets he gets. Uh, and then Claypool for uh, Pittsburgh. Um, he obviously had a great game. I don't anticipate him having a game like that again the rest of the season. Uh, Deontay Johnson did leave the game. His second straight game that he's left like in the first quarter. Um, I do. I did see that he's uh, not practicing today. But I think Johnson may end up back up in the lineup, so that could eat away at Claypool's targets. But if you're desperate at wide receiver, that's some, somebody to look at.
2: Now, Justin yes. or James, do you either of you think that any of the Jets running backs are worth
1: really? It season long in. now. I mean, if you're if you're desperate, maybe Gore, right? Like if you got guys banged up, like if you've had bad luck with Chubb or whoever, you know, with Barkley and all these guys getting hurt, maybe if you're in like desperate need. But yeah, I, I would I would lean towards the no side.
0: Yeah, P Ryan's probably the only one that I would even look to, and that'd be like in a dynasty format.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I would be too. And then, you know, I don't know about Devontae Freeman as far as maybe a pickup. I don't know if he's still out there in some leagues. Obviously, people might have scooped him up already knowing that Barkley was out. But he seems to be the guy that's getting a lot of the touches right now for the Giants. So, And he does look better than he had in the past. He's still not great by any means. And it's not a great offense. It's tough to invest in bad offenses. But, again, if you're in need where you have a lot of injuries, I don't think he's a terrible option.
2: Well, the nice yeah. thing with Freeman, too, is he does get the receptions. So he's a three-down back. So the Giants are going to be down. He, you know, if he can get two or three receptions, especially if you're in a full-point PPR league, you can squeeze out eight, ten points out of Freeman every week. I, I think you can at
1: least. Well, that's the thing. If he's getting the catches, then there is value there for him, obviously. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about, and I'm kind of in this situation right now, is I have Russ Wilson, obviously, as the quarterback, my starting quarterback. Um, and right now I have Daniel Jones as the bench guy, and I'm not going to play Daniel Jones because he's been terrible this year. I'm looking at potentially even streaming like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Kirk Cousins, and we talked to him about a little, a little bit in DFS. Um, if you had to choose, James, between those two guys, are you leaning any specific way, or do you think just – keep daniel jones
0: uh i would play either of those guys over daniel jones my preference between the two um man that's tough i i don't know Cut tells me to go with fitzy
1: fitz magic baby fitzy
2: has the higher Fitzie has the higher ceiling but kirk has the higher floor so if you have a solid team around you, it's almost worth playing Kirk just because you know you're going to be getting 15 points probably out of him. Or Fitzpatrick can come out and have just one of those Fitzy days where he throws four interceptions. <laughs> that's,
1: and, that's my fear you know, right start. now. That's my fear right now.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for, like, if, if you really need your quarterback to score you, like, 30-plus points, I think Fitzy's the guy to go with. If you're looking for somebody to come in that can get you a guaranteed, like, 15 or 20, um. I think Cousins is, is the option you want to go to there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I've, I have I was looking at both, and I, I have a claim in for both right now, but I don't know. i got to edit my bids and decide if I'm going to go one way or the other, heavier on the other, and try to just grab them for the week. But I don't hate either, honestly. I, I, in the matchups they have, I don't think that it's a bad situation to have for a week, you know, and then Russ can can, can just come back in and, and he can be fine. Um, the last player I wanted to talk to you about, about potentially picking up and even stashing and maybe even like Dynasty if he's kind of been forgotten about is Equinemius St. Brown, the wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He is somebody that they had pretty big hopes for, and he was kind of flashing a little bit towards the end of the year and he got hurt, and he's been um, out for the first part of the season. And he just came off of the designated IR um, list. And his return to practice is he's somebody now. Obviously, Devonte Adams is coming back, um, but Lazard is gone. Um, they obviously have MVS, but he's not great. So I mean, they were running out there with like Darius Shepherd and stuff. Is he somebody that you might look to and kind of stash and hope that he kind of comes out of nowhere and you're ahead of the game if he blows up?
2: Um, I don't know if you watch the Pat McAfee show, but actually Aaron Rodgers is on every Tuesday, and someone called in and asked him a question about him, and uh, he said he has great straight line speed, but he needs to start working on his route running. So I don't know if that was a knock on him saying he's not worth it for us or what that was, but I just thought that was a little interesting comment from Rodgers. But, um,
1: look at that that's a little that's that's inside info right there i mean technically not inside considering considering you know he's on pat mcafee and just told however many listeners pat mcafee has but um (laughs) that's good intel that's good intel i like that
0: (laughs) yeah Williams to uh, him coming in right away and contributing i I was gonna say before he he made that comment that i i would not really feel that comfortable just throwing him in my lineup unless like you're absolutely desperate in like deeper leagues um mvs is a weird one i mean he should be i feel like rogers just has lost trust uh, with him over like the last year he's had a lot of drops and i think he had a good game week one this season but i do think that rogers has he's obviously got the rapport with Devontae adams and i think he's he's building rapport with uh the tight end tanyan um and i think he's going to be uh He's another name that we didn't really bring up, but if, if you're looking at tight ends, he, he'd be a guy that I'd love to throw into a, a lineup if, if I needed somebody. But I, I think those two guys are going to get a lot of the targets. We've, we've seen Rodgers throw to both Jones and Williams quite a bit, too. So for St. Brown, he's, he's, I would not feel great putting him in my lineup.
1: No, I would, I, uh, he might be somebody that if you or like you said, desperate. Just maybe grab him, stash him, and even dynasty. Even you know, stash him at the bottom of your bench and hope that he eventually turns into something. If the Packers continue to not draft wide receivers like they like they have been. Um All right, any other people that you can think of, or do you think we covered them all? That's all I really got.
0: Yeah, I think that's. Those are kind of your your main names for the week. Very nice. Yeah, I don't really can't I can't really think of
1: anything. Okay. Why don't we move right on to Survivor then. Um, last week, I had the Steelers, so they ended up pulling off the W for me. And this week, I'm going the Chiefs. Um, I just, like I told you why before, it's the Mahomes factor. So, I feel pretty good there. Uh, James, how about you? Ah, uh, man, I had to
0: sweat my picks
1: last week. Holy cow. I had these Saints and the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh Yeah, that's a real sweat. Holy cow.
0: I had... Uh two wins that I did not think I would have. Um, this week I'm going to go with, I don't really like picking the Dolphins, but I I, just, I, I think the Jets stink. <laughs> so and I think a lot of people do. So I think the Dolphins will probably be one of your more uh, popular picks. And then I'm going to go with uh, New England. Hopefully they actually play the game this week, but I think they should win easily against Denver.
1: Very nice. AK?
0: Yeah, on the show last week I said I was taking the Patriots and
2: obviously... Well, they didn't lose, but um, they also didn't win. So I ended up ended up going with the Steelers, and that was kind of a sweating game out too. But this week I'm just going to roll back over and just go with the Patriots again.
1: Smart. I like that. Um, did anybody see, and I this, I this is completely off base, but I just thought about this when you picked the Dolphins over the the Jets. Did, anybody, did you guys see the, the quote that Adam Gase had about, Cutting on Bell about, like, it didn't, he's like, it didn't matter whether or not we used him correctly or not, or something like that. Like, the, oh my god, it was, like, one of the most absurd quotes I've ever seen a head coach give. Like, it was literally like, oh, it doesn't matter whether or not we used him correctly. (laughs) Like, I don't understand what they're, like, how does that guy still have a job? It blows my mind. But, anyways, look for the quote, it's pretty hysterical. Um... (laughs) Anybody got any teasers, money line parlays, anything like that that you're looking to do this week? I'll give one out, and it kind of tails in golf. So if you follow our Twitter handle, I, I tweet out some some golf stuff. Um, I follow that. This week they're at the CJ Cop, which is in uh, Vegas, and John Rahm is the favorite. So he's only like 9-1, to one, which if you bet on golf, you understand that it's really hard, hard to win golf tournaments so a nine to one's not a great number and i usually try to stay away from the board but i really like rom this week um so i actually did a rom chiefs double and got that up to 18 to 1 for those for those guys so that's that's a little little double that i'm gonna look into this week
0: very nice i uh, i'm gonna take the week off from the teasers i i lost one last week that i I wish I hadn't made. I, I thought the Chiefs would be able to beat the uh, Raiders by at least a touchdown and I was way off on that. So I'm going to take this week off from teasers and parlays and I'm going to look at, uh, I, I've been looking at first, uh, first half lines um, and I, I like kind of going with teams that come out or have traditionally come out pretty quick. Um, so I'm going to go back to the Lions. I won with them a few weeks ago. Uh, right now you can get them first half line at minus one and a half uh, against Jacksonville. The Lions are a team that don't win a lot of games this year but they've had several hot starts uh in the first half the first quarter and uh so i'd like them to be able to cover that one and a half line against jacksonville in the first half
1: very good very good ak anything or are you passing on the teasers and parlays this week
2: i don't know if i'm gonna do any teasers and parlays but i'll probably do an alternate line on the packers i'll probably move it down to two and a half from the minus one um I'm not sure if I want to go down to any more than the two-and-a-half, but I think if they win, it's going to be by at least a field goal. One- and two-point scores are rare in the NFL. It's usually at least a field goal. So moving the line from one to two-and-a-half, you're not really losing much in the score, but you're you're gaining a lot in the odds.
1: Very good, very good. Um, The quote from Adam Gase, it's irrelevant if we misused Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I just—that's—that's a—that's a head coach in the National Football League making that quote. That is amazing to me. All right, the way we finish off every show, guys, is to give our beers of the week. A.K., hit it. I am
2: drinking the Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's a nine percent
0: pumpkin. I found it pretty delicious. You kind of cut out there, A.K. Okay. Could you say the name of it again?
2: Spooky Tooth um, Imperial Pumpkin Ale.
1: And that's by Fathead Brewery?
2: Fathead Brewery, correct.
1: Very nice. All right, James, how about you?
0: Oh, it looks like the theme of the week is pumpkin beers, huh? Yeah, I
1: just noticed that. I guess so.
0: Me too. I'm going to go with uh, Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. Uh, it's probably one of my more uh, favorite uh, pumpkin beers. It's, it's on the higher ABV scale. It's uh, 7%. but. It's got uh, definitely a, a heavier uh, spice, uh, like brown sugar flavor that I like.
1: Very good. And like James said, the theme of the week is pumpkin, and pumpkin, pumpkin, um, pumpkin, and I'll go the same route, and that is going to be with Shipyard Pumpkin Head Ale out of Portland, Maine. Again, just, you know, it is the season. It is fall. Drink your pumpkin beers. Drink your pumpkin lattes. Do all your pumpkin stuff. Just to be basic. Just be basic. As basic as you, as you possibly can. Guys, good show. Let's get out of here. Tell them thanks where you for,
0: can... Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah,
1: James, where can they find you on the Twitter?
0: I am at Fitchy24.
1: And Action Network? Same thing. AK? Twitter? Action Network?
2: I remember my Twitter this week. It's KennyTrueLove.com. K E N N Y T R U L O V E and Action Network is B O B underscore A K.
1: Very good, very good. And you can find me on Twitter at jdiz1617, or you can find the show uh, at Ballin' Over. Um, I tweet out stuff, tweet out lines. Make sure you're following us. Um, if you're liking what you hear, let us know about it. If you want to hear other stuff, let us know about it. Comment, tweet at us. Um, but we appreciate everybody being here, and, uh, you know, if we... If we misused this podcast anyway it is irrelevant just like adam GaSe, we're gonna we're gonna go that route so nice, nice <laughs> thanks uh thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time
0: good luck with all the sports things